The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome to the APC Podcast, coming to you from the Craig Newmark School of Journalism here in New York City with Amber helping us out engineering the show. It is Alex Patakis, Ben Foldy, and Zach Rapport. Interact with the show at the APC Pod. There's plenty to talk about, and there has been plenty of interaction. What a week, guys. We finally have moved on from Mike McCarthy, and I, for one, am very sad because I don't think whoever they hire will be as easy to impersonate as McCarthy was. I'm pretty bummed. Can we get one last McCarthy impression? At some point during the show. Again, it has to come organically. It's got to be a Kind of like your J-Lo drop uh, last week. But, uh, yeah, Uh, anything to talk about? I guess the loss of the Cardinals is not one of them. Although uh, Mark Murphy seemed to be particularly hung up on that in his press conference uh, that came following the firing of McCarthy, which happened on Sunday. Murphy spoke on Monday, along with Brian Gutekunst, who I don't believe was a part of the original plan to, uh, to appear to the media. And, uh, and then Joe Philbin talked as well, who is now serving as the interim head coach for the remainder of this season. But Murphy mentioned so many different times that that loss to the Cardinals really drove it home. I think we all kind of knew McCarthy was gone. I think the loss of the Cardinals just made them kind of rethink the whole there's no point in doing it midseason take. That they uh, that they probably had, yeah. which I would agree with. It was a pretty pathetic performance, I would say. What was really being said there was that they made the decision much earlier that this was the last season. Yeah, and that loss was just the straw that broke the camel's back. Unacceptable. Where did you? Can I ask where did where did you hear that? Gutekunst being present for that presser was well. Not originally, in the, original the media members were were under the impression that. Uh, that Mark Murphy was going to speak and Joe Philbin were going to speak, that there gotcha. were going to be two press conferences. I don't know huh. that it was originally announced as a Mark Murphy and Gutekunst press conference. A little intrigue. That's interesting. Um, yeah. And that's literally just from listening to radio on Monday morning and hearing Jason Wilde of ESPN Wisconsin say, like, oh, yeah, we get Murphy today. And then I believe his co-host, Mark Tauscher, said, you get Goody? And he's like, No. <laughs> He's not. We're, we're apparently not going to be able to speak to him today. Hmm. And then he showed up. So wearing a, like a matching suit and like the weird kind of hokey green and yellow, green and gold tie. I don't know. We got to like freshen him up a little. I mean, <laughs> like I, you're I, way too young to be wearing like team ties. Yeah, I think Gutekunst should be in a position to have more of a say 
And I don't, I like, I almost. Oh, think... Well, he and Murphy have a great relationship. That's yeah. that's something that apparently <laughs> Murphy said so many times during that press conference that it made me not believe it. Aaron, I was like, Aaron what? Rodgers and Mike McCarthy also have a great relationship. If you and have that, to that say has been said that, time that, and time again. If you have to say that your relationship is in a great place, as many times as Murphy, th- I think he said it during that press conference, like, how great is your relationship? I just don't, like, what I don't get is why are the Packers reinventing the wheel? Like, why are they coming up with this tripartite, like, Soviet bureaucratic nightmare well, on top to, of the organization? To be fair, I mean, that's, they're not the only organization that is run that way. No, but they're the only organization that doesn't have an owner. And I've argued for years that that <laughs> is an advantage. And, my, and Mark Murphy acting like an owner is not helpful. I do not think there's anything helpful about that. But he's been around football his whole life, Ben. Who cares? <laughs> I agree with that, Ben. I agree with that. Like, like, what does Mark Murphy bring that someone who is on the football side of the operations, like, to me, it's like Mark Murphy's job is to placate the shareholders and develop title town and yada, yada, yada. And but he's hired many coaches and and delegate some of them in football and yeah, delegate dripping with sarcasm that today. responsibility to run the football part of the operation, which is fundamentally the root of the Green Bay Packers. Like Title Town is some bullshit. I do not care at all about Title Town. Granted, I don't live in Green Bay. Okay, but you know, I do not care about the Packers as a real estate company. In fact, I would like the money that I used to give to the Packers as a nonprofit organization on my tax returns in the state of Wisconsin. I like that money back because I, you know, if they're a real estate company, I don't care. Sure. If they're a football team, leave it to the football people to run the football team. Well, Ben's um, got takes. That is a very, very good question that you pose. Uh, one that was asked of Mark Murphy, to which he answered with a lot of the sarcastic things I just said, that he's been around football his whole life. Great. So he is a football guy. Yeah. Um, and that he's made a lot of coaching hires during his time as athletic director. All of that aside, Gutekunst is going to be involved. He no, just doesn't have the final say, yeah. which is something that was made perfectly clear. So that question that we pondered last week on the show, well, are they going to change the structure after just one season? It seems like a big no, which also leads me to believe, is the coach, is, is the coaching like structure going to change at all from the standpoint that like, okay, Murphy will hire the coach, but he's, he's obviously going to report to Murphy, right? So he's not even going to report to Gutekunst, which makes, I guess, maybe a more attractive coaching job i don't really know Maybe. probably not right i i don't really think that that like you're reporting directly to the fake owner uh who's operating as an owner um is is beneficial in any way so yeah i don't really know why they felt the need to do that i don't like that i'm, I'm not i'm not really down with the change in the uh in the structure but i do feel good about gutekunst making some good football decisions which i think he's proven to do and i think Gutekunst they feel good about. That's yeah. why I want him to have more power. Yeah, yeah. I think he should. And I, I don't have, I don't feel that great about Mark Murphy at yeah. the moment. Like, I don't, why would I? Like, what am I looking at right now that is the fruit of the last couple of years of the, whoever's been in charge of the overall direction of this team? What am I supposed to feel good about right now? And why would I be like, oh, these are, these are the guys to fix it. The guys who waited, you know, years too long to, to put a transition plan in place in the first place like yeah. why would i be like okay now they're on top of it yeah i'm with you and also it kind of makes me just wish they got rid of mike last year yeah you know, well like, this also but this also thing. it just you know i think this event got in the way of what would have otherwise been the thing that we would be talking about i mean first off we'd be talking about the cardinals loss but also 
the ESPN or the SI piece that came out last week. Yeah. Like that we were all passing around, I think Thursday night. And there was a lot in there about the culture. And the culture of the Green Bay Packers does not sound like it's been in a very good place for the last couple of years. It sounds pretty sucky. Yeah, you're referencing, there was a Sports Illustrated piece that referenced like, how the Packers no have backwards this, uh, caps on the sidelines, which was like the biggest. Like it's that, just that like just stuck in my. It's like do you? Craw. It's like look at any winning team in the NFL right now, and they're not doing the George Steinbrenner bullshit. Yeah. Like they're having fun. They are. They have electric playmakers who they let act like human beings. And right. then to hear someone like uh, Jeff Saturday making comments about he 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 could sense division between McCarthy and Rodgers when he was playing with the team, which was in 2012. And he got let go before season's end. He wasn't even so, good. That, that, no, yeah. I mean, whatever. Leave Jeff. I, I'm not even going to entertain Jeff Saturday, but I do think that Fair. the Packers culture has slowly turned into something grosser right. over the last couple of years. And, um, I, don't, and yes. I don't know why I'm like suddenly pissed off about real estate stuff, but I think it's because the football product is bad. Yeah, that's, if why. Somebody that's took exactly their, why. If somebody took their eye off the ball to, to, to build up all this other bullshit, like housing at Lambeau Field. Right. Like, I'm mad at that person. I don't care about that. Or at I least, want a fucking football team. Or at least you don't want that person also being responsible for football yeah. decisions. You no, know, because what this is, is it's like, this is more akin to, like, English Premier League, like, weirdo stadium politics where your team is like, there's, like, so many other considerations. And I don't want that to happen to the Packers. Sure. All I want is a football team that I can watch on TV, <laughs> win some games, and that's it. That's so much to ask. Yeah. No backwards I don't hats. want an indoor tailgating thing. I don't even know what that means. I agree with everything you're saying. I do also want to offer, though, that um, I want to respond to some chatter I've seen about Mark Murphy being power hungry. I don't think that that is a thing that is necessarily no. happening. I, I think that... I don't know people are people think that this this restructure this arrangement and and the decisions that are being made are all uh, in service of Mark Murphy like consolidating power. This isn't a Game of Thrones thing. I think he legitimately just wants to do what he thinks is being a good executive sure. for the team. I just really hope he's not making <laughs> really bad decisions. Yeah, I mean, well, it's like that's the point is that we shouldn't have somebody who's you know, whether or not he thinks that he has earned that role by making a lot of money and buying a football team or by managing his way to the top of a complicated bureaucratic, yeah. like, nonprofit structure, the Packers are good because one person can't fuck it all up. Yeah. And, like, owners can fuck it all up. And I don't want an owner. And I'm not going to make some, like, weird, you know, stupid claim, like, I am an owner. First off, I'm not. I didn't buy any stock. <laughs> and second off, like... I'm not an owner, and I don't want to. I don't want an owner. Like the only thing that the Green Bay Packers should be concerned with is winning football teams. Like they're literally a nonprofit organization that is concerned with winning football team, games, and that's all I want them to be. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think that's. I, I don't necessarily think they're like not really in the business of that. Like I, I but also like all this weird culture stuff is yeah. like that's just like overstepping. Yeah, I mean the fact that like the whole backwards hats thing is like a really like good example. But I also thought like some of the verbiage in there, like how. They literally would like label like this whole Packer way thing Packer that we people. always talked about it's all is was branding. like a real thing that they talk about. And they would like give grades and like bad labels on certain players yeah. because they talk to the media. Yeah. Like it makes it, I guess it also like really puts in perspective, like how, why they were so willing to make a trade of Demarius Randall, like what actually went wrong in a season that he was creating turnovers. But also like off of that, because Ryan just sent this to us. 
So like uh, on Twitter, but I saw this before the show, like when we were waiting to, to, to get going here. If you're going to hold your players to these standards where they can't talk to the media, do you just fire Winston Moss today? Fuck that guy. Oh, wait, speaking of which, <laughs> did you see Brady Papinga responded? Yeah, Brady Papinga gave a great response on Twitter. So Winston Moss, who was the associate head coach or assistant head coach? Slash he the is the associate coach, head coach. Who got passed up Special on. Special assistant to the head coach. No, passed he's up associate. on for the uh, yeah. yeah, I think it was the associate head coach got passed up on for the interim head coaching job. So if you're like the next, if you're the associate head coach and your head coach is fired, why don't you get that job to begin with? Anyway, Mark Murphy would say they want to test it out, you know, with Joe Philbin calling the plays and everything because he's a legitimate candidate for this job. Please, oh, if shit. they hire Joe Philbin, I think I might just like jump ship to all together. But Winston Moss on Twitter, ponder this dot dot dot. What championship teams have are great leadership, period. It's not the offensive guru trend. It's not the safe trend. Find somebody that is going to hold number 12 and everybody in this building to a hashtag Lombardi standard. Shots Period. Fired. Hashtag losing sucks. <laughs> so wait. What is the I'm benefit even, of tweeting and talking shit about your own quarterback? I'm not even sure. Is he, is he talking shit about Aaron? Is he talking shit about Mike? For like, someone, who's, he, who's he really aiming at? Is there? he saying that McCarthy didn't hold Aaron Rodgers to that well, standard? Well, that's got to be that by, extension, Rodgers, I mean, by extension. That's got to be part of it, right? Can we back up for a second and just say that this is the same Winston Moss who refused to talk to the media, resents the media, and then chooses this moment to fire off of his own volition on Twitter. This is a guy Wait, who's just uh, going down in flames, what right? Did, what did, just, what oh, yeah. did you expect from at insane Kane 99? <laughs> that is a little bit of a, a weird Twitter handle for a grown-ass man who's a associate head coach in the National Football League. Brady Papinga with a good response on Twitter. Second week in a row, we get to mention Brady Papinga's tweets uh, after last week's whole thing about the hotels that got continually worse and worse uh, as they lost on the road. The best way you're going to coach a guy like Aaron is instead of coaching him as a superior, you have to strike the balance of working with Aaron as one of your equals but leading the team as the head figure, tough balance, but if done correctly, championships will be won. Yeah, exactly. Which yeah. leads me to the next thing I wanted to talk about that I feel like we need to get into, which was another big thing from the press conference. What kind of say is Aaron Rodgers going to have in the next head coach and what kind of say should he have in the next head coach? So Mark Murphy would tell you that his door is open but Aaron Rodgers is not going to be involved in this coaching. That search. sounds like a line out of office space. Yeah, like, let's it just was call annoying. that what it is. It That's was not a great annoying. Look. And like when people press Murphy, he kind of just like reverts back to just like he would just like look at Gutekunst, like, well, you got an answer? You got an answer? Uh, I'm not gonna get into that. We're not gonna talk about hypotheticals. Like, what? Dude, this is a very, very legitimate question. And I guess we got a legitimate answer. Aaron will not be a part of the process. But what does that mean? Like, does that mean that? If you're narrowing it down to like two or three guys, you're not going to have Aaron talk to them. Or you're not going to call Aaron or you're not going to say like, hey, do you have an opinion on this? Wouldn't the smart thing to do be to make sure that your next guy doesn't fall into the same category of coach as the guy you just fired, primarily because things kind of fell apart with their relationship? I, I think we're, you and I, from based on what we were talking about before, are going to diverge on this. Yes. I so think, you go first. I mean, I think Aaron should be involved to a degree. I don't think Aaron should have a say. I don't think Aaron makes us hire. Can I? But I think, yes. I just want, I want you to elaborate on involved to a degree. What, yeah. What you mean by that? Uh, what I mean by that is. He I, literally means Aaron take him to a, uh, a lunch of bratwurst at the indoor tailgating uh, extravaganza. No. That's fine. I'm cool <laughs> with that. I just think, okay. So my thing is. Your your next coach, right? Like in in a in a time in the NFL where like your shelf life, if you're not winning, is probably what two maybe three seasons. Like the way you're gonna win as the next Packers coach 
is to probably click instantaneously with Aaron Rodgers. To be a partner with Aaron. Or to hire somebody, if you're not an offensive guy, um, that is going to do that. Which then, if you hire this coach, right, that guy is going to make the hire and have total say over who is then be like the direct coach of Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers gets along with a lot of coaches. I don't think he's like totally insubordinate. He loved Alex Van Pelt and Mike McCarthy got rid of him. Like that's a bad judgment. Or somebody got rid of him. Well, somebody got rid of him, but it sounds like there was some type of disagreement um, with Van Pelt and McCarthy, whatever. I I guess we don't really truly know the specifics of that. You can't have more than one associate head coaches that are total (laughs) fucking losers. Yeah. uh, Um, I mean, I also think there was some like disagreements over. I I think maybe the quarterback coach had the quarterbacks back in the disagreements with the coach. Mm, but also in the was, SI piece it talked about, I think it, what it was that Van Pelt didn't take an extension when it was offered because he wanted to see if he could get an OC offer. He didn't. And then at the end of that season, he was let go because it was last season and changes had to be made. And they just happened to make all the wrong ones, apparently. Fair enough, right? But I, I guess we understand they the They got value. Ron Zook in there. We yeah. understand the value of Aaron, like, having a good working relationship with someone. Because every time the Packers were successful, I would say that that was the case. Uh, it was the case with Tom Clements. It was the, ta- the case with Alex Van Pelt. He had MVP seasons with both of those guys as his quarterback coach. Whether or not he would agree with Mike McCarthy on any of that stuff, there was always a good interpreter. Right? He had there was always a seasons good... with Philbin. Yeah, totally. Uh, well, yeah, and there was a lot of times with Philbin and Clemens on the same staff. And, like, there was a debate on who should take credit, yada, yada, yada. You have a 35-year-old who basically is kind of like a grumpy guy now, right? He seems like he enjoys football less. Your job needs to be to make him enjoy it a little bit more and make sure you squeeze every last ounce out of him. Because if you're the next coach, I I almost feel like the next coach should want to have Aaron's buy-in and like talk to him beforehand and almost feel like if anyone has my back in this this entire thing that I'm about to embark on, it needs to be that guy. Because if I have him, I'm good. He is the franchise. So, like, there's not a lot of examples of quarterbacks having a say, right? Probably not. Not in personnel moves, not in coaching hires, this and that. But I look at this as a special circumstance. And I look at this as, like, McCarthy couldn't gain Aaron's respect. Whoever the next guy is needs to have it. Otherwise, it's going to be a total waste. And, like, what, what are the next four years going to be? So my sense is that you do not want Aaron to actually meet with this candidate beforehand. I don't think that sends the right message to Aaron, and I don't think that sends the right message to anybody else on the team or the franchise or the coach, for that matter. Like, you don't want the coach to have to feel like he's beholden to one player for his season to work. Like, not not just that he needs to get the most out of that player for the team to be successful, but that he's, like, actually beholden to his relationship to that player is, you know, his his employment is contingent on him maintaining that relationship with that player. That But... That said, I think that is implied. Like, any coach who interviews is going to have to talk about what he plans to do with Aaron Rodgers. And that is going to, I mean, so Aaron Rodgers is taken into consideration just because Aaron Rodgers is the Packers, is eating up however much of the salary cap. You know, like, if, if any coach doesn't come in and lead off with, like, their PowerPoint or whatever they do, being like, here's what I do to, like, earn Aaron Rodgers' trust, get him excited, Get him going. Here's how we maximize his strengths. Here's how we minimize his weakness. Um, like, I don't think that person gets hired whether or not Aaron is in the room, right? So Aaron I, is like... I mean, I hope... Aaron is in this process. Not 
And I think it's actually it would be a mistake to include Aaron in this process as a person rather than Aaron as like a specter looming in the background. Because I, I really do worry about a situation where too much consideration is given to a you know all world quarterback at the end of his you know getting towards the end of his career. Um, I've seen that show in Green Bay before, and it was shitty. And I don't want to go through it again. I I think Favre and Rodgers are different people, though. Like, Favre was kind of uncoachable, like, his whole career. Yeah. Like, Rodgers has, like, been coached. Like, I think Rodgers wants to be coached. I do. And he said as much. Like he's, Sure. He's said things about other coaches, almost like having coaching envy. And what about so that like, says, I want to decide who coaches me? Well, don't you think it creates, like, a greater... Like, even if you're not going to let him have a say, if, like, even if it's you know, for the optics of it. Don't you think it creates buy-in from Rogers? Like if you involve him in the process and act like you care about what he says, rather than my doors open, like, yeah, your doors open to everybody. Like anyone could come to you and say like, oh, you know, we should do this. So you've been, like, ma you've been making fun of uh, <laughs> Murphy's my doors open comment. And I think right, rightfully so. But did you see, I mean, Rogers was asked similarly at his locker. He repeated the line you know, that I know that their door is open. I do have conversations with Mark Murphy, with Brian Gutekunst. Do you think that, that he's blowing smoke or towing the company line? Um, I don't know. I, I, I mean, like... Because this is, it's not just, should he be involved? Does he want, does he actually want to be involved? I don't know. I'm trying to, can we glean anything from what Aaron Rodgers so, has said. So Gutekunst made it point. sound like it's be, like his response actually was like a little bit, at least he elaborated a little. And he said like being the starting quarterback of an NFL team is like a big responsibility. Like we don't want to add responsibilities for Aaron, but just knowing his, like observing his personality, I think that yes, he would very much appreciate um, being involved to a degree. If you're going to hire a guy who's basically his job is, to like try to win another Super Bowl before a 35 year old for two consecutive seasons who's had serious injuries can't play football anymore at a high level. And also, like, he's, I keep going back to the Van Pelt thing. It's a position coach. I know it's a little bit different, but he went on Golick and Wingo specifically to voice his displeasure with not being consulted. So, like, he clearly wants to be involved in some of these things. Now, whether or not that's because McCarthy was the one who made that decision and he already didn't like him and already wanted him gone. I don't know. Like, maybe that's a different circumstance. But he's been pretty vocal about them not going to him about stuff. Well, how about we don't compare Rodgers to Favre and we instead compare Rodgers to Tom Brady, who, by a lot of accounts, has not had a great impact on New England's organizational decisions over the last couple of years. Yes. Whether it's bringing in a total quack doctor and making players <laughs> go to him. No, yeah. Or trading who is a, like obviously a very good NFL quality quarterback to make him feel better. Like I do not want Aaron Rodgers to be in that position. Like I, and that's not because and don't get me wrong. I think Aaron Rodgers is smarter than Tom Brady too. Yes. But definitely, but you know, Tom Brady is coachable. No one's ever had that complaint about him. Right. And you know, I don't want that situation. It's not a situation that I think leads to good results. I care okay. about the process. I mean, sure. and this goes back to, I mean, I know I'm like kind of harping on my like imaginary what the Packers should be like this ideal, but like really it should be an organization designed to win football games, whether or not Aaron Rodgers is hurt, whether or not Aaron Rodgers ever existed. Right. So I guess the only, like I get your point about Brady and that's obviously like the, the thing I would point to because Belichick makes decisions like in spite of Brady yeah. and they clearly clash and it still works and they always win. Yeah. But 
I, the Packers are almost in too deep because they've been so, like, we talked about this a little bit last week. Then be competent enough and prove to Aaron that you can win without him having to be so great and him having to, like, make decisions for you. Because, like, the page, like, I think Tom Brady knows and why it's probably easy for him to accept that he doesn't have a lot of say, that if they put Aaron Rodgers or a lot of other quarterbacks in there, they would still be having that success. I think Aaron knows if he weren't there, and we have proof of it, if he's not healthy, if he's not playing at, like, another worldly level, that team would be in shit for 10 years. Bad team. Like, they're just a bad team, and he knows that. So, like, I also think he's not trusting where Brady's default setting is probably like, man, <laughs> like, these guys are great. I went down for a full season. They went 11-5 and five and made the fucking playoffs. Like, Aaron doesn't have that trust, which I don't blame him for because I don't have it either. Um, anyway, we'll see, right? I, I, at the end of it, I think it's kind of like, I think they're going to hire someone that Aaron ends up liking, right? There's yeah, going to be I mean, buying. I, just, I just don't think that there's ever a right. point where that isn't taken into account. Sure. Like, like you'd have to be a true idiot, right? Like you'd, like you'd have to like if you're if you're making Winston just Moss, hire somebody. If you're that hiring Aaron Winston hates. Moss right now, like you're you have no... just fire. Like, what does he do on game day? Like, just fire him now. Screw it. What are you going I off on Twitter for? In man? terms of the like the my door is always open and the quarterback shouldn't have imp like all these things that are being said, I think are things that are being said because they think they are things you are supposed to say. And I don't think that we should be reading too, too much into it. No, but it does. I mean, honestly, I think the SI article is almost the worst news that's come out. Like that kind of weird organizational creep into like culture morass is something that bad feeling that actually worries me a lot yeah. especially because i think that if anything running a successful nfl team now seems to be keeping a bunch of people happy that actually play football and not keeping a bunch of people happy that don't play football like don't worry about the pe the happiness of the people who don't play football that was part of the seahawks formula for a long time no exactly and they're still i mean i, I think i was i think we could have looked at this choice you know to to kind of I don't think Russell Wilson like was the decision to dismantle that defense, but I don't want to get too much into the weeds with that whole story. And like the, you know, did they sell out the D for Russell? And, but you know, even if they did smart move, because apparently in the NFL, you don't need to play defense anymore. <laughs> no, yeah. You know, you look at the Rams, you look at the chiefs, you look at the saints, you look like, these are all places where people seem to enjoy playing football. Yeah. They seem to like, like what is going on in the organization. Yeah. Don't be policing fun. Like no one wants to be a fan of the team bad, that's pleasing fun. I don't want to If Aaron Rodgers puts his hat on backwards on the sidelines, what are you going to say to him? Like, fuck you. Like, yeah. what are you going to be like, Aaron? No, no, no. That's not the Packer way. Well, it's like, yeah. I mean, like, mustache. Like, I don't know, man. I just oh, the don't facial like hair it. stuff? I just like the whole don't Yankees like thing? It. Yeah, give me a break. I feel like it wasn't even the hats thing. There was something else in that piece. There was there was some weird stuff. Yeah. Especially it's like, this you're right, week. It got totally clouded now because the, the firing is like, I forgot a lot of that stuff. Already. Especially this past week, we've been reminded of all of the very legitimate things that the league and teams should be policing about their players yes yeah <laughs> yeah am i supposed to pat the chiefs on the back for cutting kareem hunt right. now when they, this thing happened in february or, or even I, like well, i don't or, know why or, do they have tyreek hill exactly hill too. <laughs> i honestly point. i think that's why they cut hunt so if a video comes out of hill and i, I don't want to get too deep into it won't because uh, that was actual legitimate domestic violence unlike a fight between two people who don't know each other which everybody in the media just called domestic yeah violence. that's true I was wondering that today, too. I was actually writing something. That's been read like, something today about that. Yeah. Um, I was like, it's not domestic violence. <laughs> it's a, yeah, like these people don't know each other. Where it's literally not in a house. These yeah. people have never been in a house together. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, anyway, I wanted to talk a little bit about maybe we can, you know, 
uh, fantasize about a next head coach. But I wanted to pose a question as we dive into this. So one, uh, I think it's important to notice a couple of names that have always, c- continually been thrown around. Cliff Kingsbury off the market, off the market, USC. He's gone. He wanted to be in California. Um, two, not a bad idea. Lincoln Riley. So, and he, the, the obvious direction you go there as the, uh, Oklahoma Sooners coach is to Baker Mayfield, which begs the question that I want to discuss briefly and get both of your guys' thoughts on. Is the Packers' job, we think a very attractive one for the reason that, oh, Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback. If you're a young coach like Lincoln Riley, let's say, is the Packers' job a better job, given everything we've said about culture, about, you know, power structure, all that good stuff, than the Browns' job in actuality? Given the fact that the Packers, with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, may finish with a worse or equal record to the young Cleveland Browns who seemingly have a young quarterback who wants to be coached, who has said as much and didn't like Hugh Jackson and is responding to coaching now, who also happened to play for Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma. Like if you're Lincoln Riley and you have two offers. Better defense. Yeah, and a better defense and a very young core with a lot of draft capital. The Packers have that draft capital too. The Browns also have a general manager. I think the Packers could have done well to hire a year earlier and have just gotten rid of Ted Thompson. Ben Foley's skeptical of that. Uh, I think if you're Lincoln Riley, the Browns' job might be better. I'm not sure. If you're okay, let's say you're anyone. Like, what's a better job? I get, I get maybe four years, five years of Aaron Rodgers. I think they're about even as long as the Browns can change directions so quickly. Yeah, ownership wise, and they have multiple times. Like stability is a big concern. They do not get a lot of rope whether they use that rope to hang themselves or to lasso or what. They just, like, they don't get a long leash. The Packers, I think, traditionally, as an organization, are a much more stable organization. Yes. There's, you have less, you don't have to change the culture of losing, so to speak. You However, might now, but. Now, more than in the past, you have to worry about an executive who's kind of acting like an owner. An owner and right. this is why I've been kvetching about the Murphy stuff. Because I think, I think the appeal of the Packers forever was, you want to go to a place where football is the most important thing and not some old rich white guy's ego? Go to Green Bay. Which is why I think it's an interesting topic. Because um, I think, you know, you go to the Browns, you presumably still report to John Dorsey, who's very much a football guy, mm-hmm. right? Uh, th- with the Packers, there's kind of this weirdness now where Murphy, in two years of a new structure, like Ted Thompson was kind of forced to retire. Um, they fire Mike McCarthy. Gutekunst still doesn't have a say over his own coach. And also, like, you're coming, you're coming into a scenario with the Packers where there's increased influence from Murphy, but also just ridiculously high expectations. Now, I'm not saying, like, a culture of losing is something you necessarily feel good about going into. Yeah. But the Browns are kind of this team now, especially with a quarterback that have been talked about as like, well, they have all this talent. They just can't win. They have all this talent. They just can't win. The first guy to go there and win 10 games is like coach of the year, like big extension. Like he's going to be a hero. Like yeah, Mike could, McCarthy. If you, <laughs> yeah, no, it very well may be. And there's already been like rumored interest. I mean, I, I, would, put, I would put a little pump the brakes a little on Baker Mayfield. Um, not that I don't think he's going to be a very good quarterback, but I, I like, I don't know that he's going to be better than Josh Rosen. And I, and I don't know that the Cardinals are not ultimately the better bet in the long term. Um, you know, I think we've seen a lot that lately, I mean, you look at Jameis Winston, you look at Marcus Mariota, like sometimes these rookie QBs come in, they look like they're the real deal. And then, you know, it takes years to kind of work that out. Carson Wentz, like I'm not, 
I'm just saying, like, if you gave me heads up, choice of coaching Aaron Rodgers and banking my, you know, future earning potential on that, or, you know, four and five games of good Baker Mayfield, I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers. All right. Yeah. I mean, I just think like it, it would be interesting to see if there's anyone like if the Browns end up with a better or more what we view as a more attractive coach. I think it'll be a reality check for a lot of us. But if someone is like, you know what, I'd rather bank on the next decade of Baker Mayfield and feeling like I can go in with a, a young guy who's hungry rather than, I don't know, you know, three, three, four, five, who knows how many years of Aaron Rodgers, who some people think got his last coach fired. Like, yeah, there's there's no I mean, I, I there's think, reason to think that this job isn't as attractive as everybody views it because Aaron Rodgers is my sense of the Packers dysfunctionality has never been higher. That's not true. It was probably higher in the Favre, the whole Favre thing. But yeah. even that, at least there was like a plan and a steady hand on the tiller. And right now you can't even tell whose hand is on the tiller. Yeah. Do you, so, uh, that's not great. That being said, I, I just use Lincoln Riley as an example. Um, is there a guy we should be zoning in on? Right now, are we still on Team Petten? Probably, but I don't know who it is. Higher? I mean, I do, I do think that what she, I would still like Petten just because he seems to have the respect of everybody in the building and yeah. could pick somebody who you know comes in only to work on the offense with a very clear mandate to kind of be on Roger's side, maybe advocate for him vis-a-vis Petten. I think right now the thing I care most about is like Winston Moss gets out. I don't know why, but like <laughs> he just—I mean, I've never liked the guy. Like, I don't like the yeah, way he talks to the media. Fans, as long though. as we retain Ron Zook, I'm good to go. And, and then, and <laughs> like, I've never looked at his Twitter before today, but to see a bunch of Joel Austin stuff, like, does not speak well. So, <laughs> Winston Moss out. And um, I, I, be, quicker than Ron Zook. That's not that's a hot take. On Are you on Moss. Team McDaniel's? No, no, no. Why? What boxes does he not check for you? I'm not necessarily on Team McDaniel's he's, either. He's on the team that you literally, he was going to sign with a team last season and then screwed them over in the 11th hour. Like, that's not a guy. He also won in Denver. If there is kind a Belichick, a lot of people think if there's a Belichick assistant that will succeed elsewhere, he'll be like the only one. But what, He what checks the box that, of like demanding respect when he walks in, I think. Why wouldn't he, like, by all accounts, they've kind of handed him the keys to the Pats. Like, why would he? Yeah. Well, that's again, that's like kind of one of those reality checks where you think like, oh, we're an attractive job. And he's like, uh, I could stay the offensive coordinator and presumably be promoted to head coach the second Belichick gets tired of winning Super Bowls. Yeah. Like, I, you know, and then hopefully keep everything in place uh, in, in New England. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not going to be like sad if they hire Josh McDaniels. I just like, I find it a little hard to believe that that's the next move for him. I do think there'd probably be buy-in from Aaron as a guy who is close to Tom Brady, like Aaron is. And who has to at least respect the culture? Do you think of Aaron Rodgers would there? like have fun in that kind of offense, though? Like, do you think that would be what keeps him, what gets him to buy in? Um, I mean, I think at some point his body is going to force him to buy into a system like yeah. that. Yeah, maybe. Um, which, I don't know. That could be coming. Oh, he's still pretty mobile when healthy. Yeah, like, exactly. I'm not convinced that that's like. I'm not. I'm not convinced that creating that offense for Aaron is what like gets him to buy in. Yeah. Um. Last thing I had. Uh. Do you draft a quarterback soon? Like as like the, as we're very clearly entering like the next era of the the post Thompson McCarthy era. Like that doesn't mean like you know when you came in and you had Favre and they still went to an NFC Championship. But oh yeah, they also drafted a guy like right away just to know. You mean like, Brian hey. Brom? <laughs> well, yeah. at the very least, I mean they don't have. Uh, I mean they don't really have a backup that's worth. Would they have? Kaiser's fine. I think if Is there's he? he's fine. He's not. You know, could he be Chase Daniel? Sure. Like, if you're the next coach, 
Uh, and I, I, I think if you if you come to a point in the draft after the third round where there's good quarterback value on the board, you take it. I think at this I don't point, think, I mean, if you're going to take a punter in the fifth, you can take a quarterback in the fourth. <laughs> yes, <Like>. agreed. <laughs> uh, I think you're at a point Hot pretty take. soon, and and again, I still think there's plenty of good Aaron Rodgers left, and I am very much like team like keep Aaron happy. Um, but like new GM, new new head coach, presumably new offensive coordinator. You may want in your back pocket like that next guy. Yeah, like it I mean, felt like the McCarthy's beginning was okay. Yeah, I'm here. I've got Brett Favre, and he's still going to start by every measure, and we're going to win with him. Yeah, but everything I'm doing today, I'm like allocating a little bit of time to my my backup that I know is going to be the guy that's going to be like the reason I stay here and get a contract extension. Yeah, but I mean, I think until the chips are down, you don't know who that guy is going to be. Yeah, so I think taking fair. as many shots as you can in the years that you have leading up to that is a good strategy. Like yeah. you should never bank that, you know, Teddy Bridgewater's knee preseason, you know, like you don't want to, you don't want to be in that right. situation. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, it's exciting at the very least. Like it, it was a crap season and it led to this and, um, it's going to be a fun off season. More yeah. wild speculation to come. Yeah. Like we're weeks away from knowing the next head coach, the Packers will be like right there on black Monday to start interviewing all these guys who get fired and, and all that good stuff. So, uh, it'll be fun to follow. Um, all right. Uh, I think we hit everything, right? Oh, you got a quick, uh, update on the, uh, the pick'em league. Who's, who's winning that thing? Um, at this juncture in the season with just a couple of weeks remaining. Uh, I do have an update. Nick Varley basically hasn't left first place in about two months, I want to say. So he's been holding it down as well as Kyle Clifton in second place. They're battling it out, and I... They should be the coach. (laughs) I'm in third place. Lauren Summers in fourth. Victor from Brazil is in fifth place. Last year's winner, he's hot on our tails. Uh, APC contributor Mike Veith. Christian, Sean, Chris, Aaron, Mitch... The list goes on and on. That is your update. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Get at the show at the APC Pod on Twitter and at the APC Podcast at gmail.com. And uh, you can get at us at all of our names. Alex, Ben, Zach. There's lots of names in there, too. Yep. You guys are the troll. Just look at your screen. Uh, anyway, uh, we'll talk next week. More coaching news. And, oh, by the way, if you're going to gamble on a Packers game this year, Jamie Ross says that this coming Sunday against the Falcons is the game to do it. A couple of weeks ago, I was like, oh, that's looking really good. And then we're <laughs> heading into the game like, oh, that's yep. a risky proposition. Yep. The Falcons are also bad, though. Yeah, the but Falcons so are the are Cardinals. Bad. Yeah, that's true. We also have an interim head coach now. You don't think there's a dead cat bounce? We'll also, see. two other things. I do think that. From the tarot reading, you seeking leadership and seminal moment late in the season. I think we just got both of those things. Just saying. The guy knows. See you next week. So raise your glasses
Hey everybody, it's Neil Patel, Editor-in-Chief of The Verge. I host a podcast every week called The Verge Cast with my friends Paul Miller and Dieter Bone. We've got a rotating cast of characters from our entire site, which is about technology, how it impacts culture, and how that is all a big cycle that causes us to have a wide variety of feelings that you can listen to every Friday. We've done over 300 episodes in the six years since The Verge has been around, but you only need to listen to one, the latest one, to get caught up on everything in tech news. Vergecast is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere else you listen to podcasts, check it out.